This is a Crib Room podcast. Hear from Worthy Parts Managing Director Michael Worthington as he chats about what's happening in the workshop. Well, this particular podcast stream is all about what's happening inside our business, inside Worthy Parts and Industry Link Media, and it's our MD who gets to join us today in Michael Worthington. Michael, good to have you on our podcast. Thanks, Glennie. Good to be here. Did you ever think you'd be doing a podcast for your business? Um, look, I've had some ideas all the way through, and Industry Link Media, obviously, I want it to get as big as we can possibly get, and that is adding in all, all the different types of media platforms that there is, and, and podcast is definitely one that you know people do latch onto at this stage. I'm a big podcast man. I listen to podcasts all the time, and uh, yeah, so any any type of situation like that with the media, I think it fits. Well, let's go back to the story. How did Worthy Parts get underway? A bit of background for our listeners and for people who probably deal with you who probably aren't quite sure on you know where this idea sprung from from you. Uh, yeah, Worthy Parts has been brainchild about six years ago now when I was working as a workshop supervisor at Force Equipment. We were doing a lot of rebuild work in the workshop and ordering a lot of parts and not using them and ordering the wrong parts and not being able to credit them back. Uh, we were storing a lot of those parts under benches, not myself, but I've seen a lot of the boys hide them under benches so we didn't know. Uh, and any of the profit that we had on jobs was getting sucked up a lot of the time by not being able to use these parts or credit them back. So I was trying to think of a, a platform where we could actually reuse or sell these parts in an industry format where, you know, like myself, I had an accounts department I had to answer to and I, I couldn't raise an order number to eBay or Gumtree. So I was trying to create a platform where, you know, we, we could set up as a distributor to all the big mining companies, but yeah, other smaller companies could use our platform to sell their products. So you you ended up leaving that particular position, started your own, you took that big leap. Uh, how was the first, say, six months? <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> um, yeah, a company, I, I wasn't allowed to quit my job until my wife had sort of committed to building the house that we wanted to build first, so I had to tick that box off. So once we'd done that, uh, we moved back in with mum and dad for a little while. I gave myself sort of... 10 to 12 months to get the house built and live with mum and dad with not having a, a mortgage to pay off uh, and give myself a bit of a chance to start bringing some revenue and income into the business. So it was a bit of a struggle. The first six to 12 months was hard, but yeah, once once we got through that period, we started to kick some goals. So when you're working from home and things have started off, you, you know, you've got a workshop and a yard in West Kalgoorlie now, were you using the back shed to store parts or how did that f- sort of first business model look as opposed to what it is now? Yeah, so I'd have never, never really originally planned to store the parts physically ourselves. It's it's come apart because we're all mechanics by trade. So a lot of people would offer us a whole machine that they'd want to sell, uh, but then I'd have someone looking for an engine that they wanted to buy and that machine would have that particular engine. So because our skill set is of that nature, uh, natural progression for us is we'd go, all right, I can find you an engine, but I've got to go buy a whole machine to do it so yeah ultimately we've ended up needing a bigger facility i originally started off in my kitchen at home and you know obviously we still do buy and sell a lot of products and parts from other people's uh, storage facilities and that's what the the business model is all about Um, what you're seeing here in our yard is basically a byproduct of of all the solutions that we try and offer our customers 
Now, part of that has also been to grow a side business, I suppose you could call it, or, or underneath the Worthy Parts brand is Industry Link Media. You brought back to Kalgoorlie something that was pretty synonymous, and that is a mining expo. You've added an expo and an auction to that one. The first one was conducted a couple of years ago now in, in 2018. So just go through the process for us in, in coming up and reinvigorating that expo space in the goldfields, which that GME, Goldfields Mining Expo, was a pretty big deal back in the day. I think it had close to five or six hundred odd odd people who would exhibit their stalls, um, you know, and, and trying to recapture that in no better place than the gold mile of WA. Oh, 100%. I'm a proud and passionate Kalgoorlie boy at heart. Um, we've done a lot of travel around with Worthy Parts to different expos. We've exhibited ourselves. We've gone to different auctions and, and events around the world where ultimately the idea came from the amount that we do and what we see and what we'd like an event to be like so that's how we've tr tried to structure it um, worthy parts itself it, it always did have the industry link media side to the platform but i suppose what we've done is we've separated it out and redefined it so people understand it a little bit better um, when you're trying to buy and sell parts to people you need to know more people you need to reach more people uh, we work in with the rebuilders a lot and industry link media we, we promote their business but then ultimately they'll tell us things that they've got to buy and sell as well so that's how the two fit uh yeah look sometimes people were getting a little bit confused by it but now the separation is there that people understand what it is all about and this is where you know different platforms like podcasts and all that type of stuff it's more just to promote other people's business and at the same time it's now a, a content driven space isn't it the the industry link media side of things where you know providing that content to the industry is probably vital at the moment there's not a oh look there's a, there's a few out there who do it but i suppose for the dynamic that you're thinking of for the service providers there's there's not a lot that's targeted directly towards them is there no, and I think if you look at it, when you when you look at the service providers, a lot of them are ex-fitters or electricians off the shop floor who are not predominantly guys that are selling a particular product and have got a marketing department. So that's where we're trying to be a bit more of a relatable media and relatable platform for these guys that understand they're not quite comfortable in front of a microphone or a camera or sitting on a booth at an expo. They're more hands-on, they're more very confident in their skills and their ability. Um, but that's where we sit in the marketplace. We're a, we're a very industry-driven media platform. The RG2900G, this was huge. This, this is a mining legends project. Where did the idea come from to get a machine, do it all up, send it back into market, and have the charity have a charity in mind to, to diverse the the profits into yeah so we're always trying to think of different ways to get everyone together uh, and that's what our you know our motto is your direct industry link connecting you with others so we're, we're trying to come up with a concept that everyone can sort of put their tools down or, or put their you know competitive juices away for a common cause and that's where the mining legend project was an idea that was starting to resonate with a few people. I, I dropped it out to a couple of people at first about, hey, what would you think if we had a machine that we could get rebuilt and sell off for charity? And it was a bit of a harebrained idea at first, but the amount of people that straight away said, oh, I'd support it, I'd, I'd do this, and I'd I'd give you this, and I'd give you that. And I was like, well, there's there's a little bit to this. I'd, I didn't have anyone that, say, uh, that would say it was a silly idea. Mm. Um, obviously a lot of moving parts to it and we're still going through there's a, there's a warranty period that you know 
is up in December and we've got to make sure that we back that machine up until then. Um, we are constantly dealing with site at the moment to make sure that we um, do everything that we said we were going to do to back that machine up. So yeah, the, it's a big job, a um, bit left of centre, mm. but I think all good ideas do come from a bit left of centre and they, you know, they can't get off the ground without the support that we had. Pretty massive project. I don't think I've seen anything like it before. Uh, what's next? <laughs> well, if you asked me that about four weeks ago, I would have said, yeah, 100% we've got a machine in mind. But for the time being, uh, I'd say that it will be coming out again in the future, but I'm definitely not going to put any time and effort into it at the moment while we're in this space. Well, well let's talk about the space because um, at the moment, uh, the Industry Link Media side of the business is launching up into, into that content sort of environment when the world is just a different beast. What has that meant for, for parts, for equipment, for people who need that? What sort of demand? out there because in Australia in particular, mining's still ticking over. It's still bringing an income into to many people in many different parts. Yeah, look, it is. Um, the WA economy really relies heavily on the mining industry. So at this stage, we've all been lucky enough to still be in this space where we can keep working and, and keep our jobs. And <laughs> there is businesses around the world that are in the mining and they have had the tap switched off on them as well. So whilst it seems very good for us at the moment it's not like it was three or four weeks ago there is a lot of people that are holding on to the purse strings and don't want to spend anything then on the flip side of that there's businesses that are trying to buy up now before everyone else does because there is going to be some supply chain issues so i think each individual case is going to be uh, different different people in different situations so we've got to be you know on the front foot we've got to think outside the box and try and you know cater to our clients needs um, like every other business that's out there, we're going through the same thing what everyone else is doing. Uh, we're pretty, I mean, I suppose we try and get on the front foot and try and promote ourselves, even though it's a bit awkward and uncomfortable at times. We, we do see a need for it to try and keep marketing our business. And Industry Link Media is out there at the moment trying to, you know, see all these other businesses that probably do feel just as in, uncomfortable in front of a camera, but they've also got such a good product and a service that they should be promoting. You've had the chance to spend time on your business as opposed to in business because you had to go through a self-isolation period yourself. What was that like? Because you're such an active and enthusiastic guy who'd be in the workshop at, say, 6, 7 in the morning, out again about that same sort of time in the PM. How hard was it to be at home and to be away from everything and want to just get all that energy and use it somewhere? Yeah, so I don't deal well with that type of situation, but unfortunately, I don't think anyone really does at the moment. I wouldn't think that there's anyone out there in the world, because it's not just locally here, um, no one's really uncomfortable with saying that you've got to stay home for a month or two or three or six or, or whatever it is. So at this stage, we've got 80% of our business is probably working from home. We've still got some people in the yard that are working within the yard and we've got quite a large yard so they don't need to work close to one another. Um, but ultimately what we're trying to do is get everything put away into stock so that if we do need to work from home, it's all online, it's all on our system. You can We can be here very rarely if we need to be. Um, we're just trying to be a bit proactive and think that potentially if someone does get COVID in the in the region and it spreads a little bit and we've got to go into complete shutdown, then we'll be on the front foot. Just talk about worthy parts and the, the business that you've got because a couple of different workshops, you've got one based in Kalgoorlie, one based in Perth. There's the, the worthy parts brand's been represented in Queensland. There's, there's different prongs that are going on all over the shop. It's not just a business that's focused on one geographical area, is there? there there's quite a bit of, uh, I suppose, massaging of your product 
right across the world, isn't there? There is. Um, I think that we've got a business model that doesn't discriminate, and that's what I say. It doesn't discriminate because everyone's got a product to sell. Everyone uh, ends up with redundant stock. Uh, so it's all about trying to find someone who wants to sell something, and then you've got to find find a buyer for it as well. So we are looking at different locations, and we are obviously we've we've got a bit of a Bunbury location at the moment that we go to and from down there. Um, I say to our guys all the time that you know if, if someone wanted to pick up and move their family to the other side of Australia or, or a different location around the world, I'd I'd be open to it. I'm I'm happy to look at any other location that people want to start and and push our message with what we're doing looking at that as well the the world is such a smaller place and you've just obviously we to be self-isolated you had to come back from international you went over to uh to to the states you've had a bit of a tour around of there you've had some other guys who have been over there looking at some product at the moment where do you see the business model moving now after i suppose a, a pretty dynamic area take the coronavirus period away because you know you probably would have been bouncing around some different ideas before all this sort of sort of brought up but where do you see your business model going in the future oh it's definitely technology driven everything what we look at what we're doing now would have been foreign 10 15 years ago and I'd say 10, 15 years into the future, it's definitely going to be based around that technology space. And you go to an expo like that and you just look at the the technology that the advances year in, year out. It's amazing to see. And you probably got to be, you know, I, you don't need to be, but I'd like to be on the forefront of that within our business. Um it's very tough because it's a big investment to get down that technology space and, and you put a lot of time and effort into this type of stuff and you don't see returns straight away. It might be a two or three year project. Uh, we've been working on one now that's about three years deep and we haven't released it yet and we, we're still not quite ready to release. Um, sometimes technology can move so fast as well. You know, what you were working on three years ago might not be relevant today. So that is where my head is always at in regards to that technology and the software space. Here's one for you, a question without notice. Uh, we're seeing some driverless trucks go into the gold mine environment now and to, into Hard Rock in particular around Boddington. Uh, I believe there's some, some announcements that have happened in that space. Do you think it's going to make it a bit easier? Are we going to keep to some more different maintenance schedules? Are they going to change up? How do you feel about like that automation taking over into hard rock look i think it's inevitable i don't think you're ever going to get less technology it's only going to get more and more but with that uh, you know it just means that the guys that are coming through what they're used to learning as, as a general diesel mechanic just means that their trade might change a little bit it doesn't mean that there's not going to be people there to fix those machines it just means they've probably got to learn a new skill set and it might be more down that mechanical electrical kind of field that's the way i see it from a, a mechanic point of view um, and look yes they're driverless trucks but that just means that they've got people based in another location operating them from a, a safer environment or a room or or whatever it is and yeah i know there is some fully automated ones where they don't have uh, drivers but wherever uh, a job is lost on a certain uh, area i feel there's another opportunity for a job somewhere and I feel what I learnt at school, um, I feel that my kids are probably going to learn some different stuff and they're probably going to be based around, you know, technology and software and Excel spreadsheets coding and, and, and coding all and all stuff, that yeah. type of stuff. I'd, I'd love to go learn a bit of that coding space and understand it a little bit more. Now, what's some of the business advice that you've been given that has stuck with you the whole time? 
Um, actually, there's one that stuck with me from recently. I, I did a interview with Dale Elphinstone, and he sort of mentioned about your your word in business is your reputation. It's your brand. It's everything. So if you basically give your word, whether or not you make money out of a job, you, you you stick to what that was and and we're pretty good with that here we make some mistakes we to be honest the last three to four months we've made a few mistakes selling some parts that either weren't the right arrangement of what we thought they were but as long as we back that service up and and do everything right in the end to try and fix it that's i suppose what it's about for me it's not about making a quick buck on the way through it's about building relationships and maintaining relationships well, a great introduction to our podcasts with you, Michael, which will be a regular feature, finding out what's going on in the business and around the business as well. Uh, I'll let you get back to the yard because, believe it or not, you have been working on Excel spreadsheets and, and so much more as well. No. Mate, thanks very much for sitting on down. Appreciate it, mate. Thank you very much. The Crib Room series of podcasts are produced by Industry Link Media. Subscribe to podcasts via your audio platform and via industrylinkmedia.com. This is a Crib Room podcast.